Welcome back to Walk-Ins. Welcome. I'm Nick Hoard, your host, and I've got Michael Ray with me today. We are excited for another episode where we help urgent cares and primary cares triple their revenue, grow their patient load, and provide better client experience for their patients. Uh, glad to have you back, man, or at least have myself back anyway. Yeah, exactly. So uh, if you haven't heard, listened to last week's episode, Devin was on to fill in for Nick, and we talked about reviews and stuff like that. So if you guys are struggling with reviews... Go check out that episode. In about 20 minutes, we tell you exactly what to do and how to make it better for you. Well, we have uh, what I feel like is a great episode today. and I hope Yeah, you wrote w- the notes, not me. I, I did. This is how I know it's going to be good. <laughs> this time, I wrote the notes and not Michael. Um, but we're going to talk about 10 reasons people are not doing business with your urgent care or your practice. And a lot of this stuff is... Kind of common sense, like it's nothing super fancy that we're going to be breaking ground with here, but essentially like these are things that most businesses deal with. It's not just an urgent care thing, but when you have to take a step back and look at stuff and be honest with yourself, you'll kind of reveal some of the issues. Yeah, a lot of our uh, listeners, a lot of our clients uh, in the urgent care space, you know, they know why they are getting business. They know why they may be successful, but what they don't know is why people are doing business with other urgent cares. Mm -hmm. So we're going to blow some of those myths out today. It's not really a myth. It's a reason. Um, But we're going to talk about the top 10 reasons people aren't doing business with your urgent care. And we're going to kick it off with number one, Michael, they don't know you. They don't know your business. Yeah. So, I mean, this is kind of that marketing one-on-one piece where you have to explain your message a little bit, who you are, what you are, and what you do, because you, the owner, or if you work or you're an office manager, whatever you are, you know everything about your business. You know how great you guys are. You know how much better you are than your competitors. But are you telling that story? Michael, uh, we uh, opened up a brick and mortar. We put a giant plus sign next to our name up there that looks like a that looks like an <laughs> urgent care. How do they not know who we are? Yeah, I mean, let's think about it this way. When you drive by uh, a Walgreens and a CVS, they're they're the same thing, but they have different stories and different everything. That's why some people have a preference to a Walgreens or a preference to a CVS. You know, part of people knowing who you are is how you communicate who you are. I'll give you an example. Our digital marketing agency is Urgent Care Marketing Pros, and we help urgent cares triple their revenue by digital marketing services. That's how we do it. And there's no confusion about that. If you go to our website, you'll understand what we do. In the urgent care space, what is your mission? What is your value proposition? Is it just to make people feel better? Is it to provide an amazing experience? Like, what is it about you that they need to know? You need to define that in your social media. You need to make it crystal clear on your website. Yeah, and I would even say, too, you know, there's a lot of stories that go behind the reasons why you do what you do. Because, you know, you could say, oh, I went to medical school and, and opened a practice, but you may have a deeper reason. You want to explain that. You're not you're like, here's the thing. Nine times out of 10, you don't want to be portrayed as the transactional urgent care where you're just trying to pile in as many as you can and just make your money. There's usually a deeper meaning behind it. And people need to know that. And this is something that I think a lot of people struggle with is. I've told this story. Well, how many times have you told it? Once. Well, you may have to tell it. Every time a stranger sees your sign, drives by your your office, or uh, maybe sees a commercial, that's the first time they may interact. They don't know your story. They don't know anything about you and what they just saw. So even though you feel like you have to explain yourself over and over and over again, it's not a bad thing. I would say this. So um, Nick and I and and Devin as well, we're all in B&I groups. Every week we have a 45-second or 60-second pitch. We kind of repeat ourselves. We know that the group knows what we do per se, but it does not fail. 
if we adjust it or mention something specific, it's like, I didn't realize you did that. Like, how did you not know we did that? I literally talk about this every week. So we're literally talking to like 30, 40 people every single week. And sometimes it just doesn't click until the 20th time or the 30th time. And, and that's part of marketing. And that's part of getting your name out and getting to know why you exist and why you're here. Here's a pro tip for you. It's not only that they don't know who you are, your own team may not know who you are or at least how to communicate it. What Simplifying I want, that message. Yeah, yeah, simplify your message, make it poignant, make it concise, wrap it around your core values and teach your team how to vocalize that to your patients. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of funny. So we have quite a few people on our team that have been, been here for a few years and even I sometimes struggle, but when Nick asks, like, what, is our, what are our core values, what's our mission here? Nobody just immediately jumps up and says it because we're almost afraid that we'll get it wrong, even though we hear it all the time. And we know it, but it's that constant instruction. Because I remember when we first started, there was a lot of frustration there. Yeah, there was. <laughs> You're like, why isn't anybody getting it? So how often do you teach on it? I, I don't. Y'all should know it. You got to teach on it. Right. We got to be reminded, why are we here? Not just to make a dollar. And now I teach it ad nauseum. <laughs> All right, let's go to uh, I know an urgent care for that if you have nausea for teaching things too much. Anyway, bad joke. <laughs> Number two, they don't know why they need your service past the immediate need. We know you're in urgent care. We know you're a primary care, and they're there specifically for a problem. But if you're going to be a profitable urgent care, a profitable primary care, you have to get that patient and their family back through the door when they don't immediately need you. Yeah, I mean, wellness checks, things that you can look out for. Because let's be honest, one of the biggest challenges with urgent care is, well, define urgent care. Like, people have that mentality of simply, I hurt my arm, I feel sick, I need to see somebody real quick, I don't care who. But you don't want that, just that patient. You want the, hey, that was a great experience. I'm going to recommend my my spouse, my children, we're going to go back to you. And all of a sudden, you become more of a primary care facility not just urgent care only. And then there's extra levels to that. So like your goal is to, you know, like you're saying, it's more about the wider coming back, not just that one single time. Yeah. And we touched on that on the very first one where they don't know you, but uh, part of that is they don't know why they need your service. The, again, you want to communicate that through your social media platforms. Mm-hmm. Uh, you should have, if you don't already, a, a platform where you're collecting uh, emails and phone numbers and all of that. Uh, if you had somebody that came in for an urgent care visit, most likely they should be on some type of an email drip campaign that's going to let them know, hey, we're having wellness business coming up. Hey, do you have any family members that, that you need taken care of? Yeah, but do you, have you gotten your flu shot? Yeah, flu shot. Do you yeah. have a school? Do you need a blue card to go back to school? Like Whatever uh, yeah. it is, that, are, are you in a new school system? Whatever that they need, there's a season for that. And you want to make sure that... Uh, that you're communicating that through proper platforms, such as your website, such as email, such as social media. Yeah, but it boils down to if there's any type of medical need, your goal is that you're on top of mind of these people as the first option, not the second or third, I need to find somebody right now option. You need to get the goal getting that first option is where you win. All right, number three, they don't know what makes you unique, different, or better. This I, one's I, a challenge for, I think, a lot. I think it is, too. And, and you know, you can you can be successful in an urgent care. I'm going to air quote success. Um, what I mean is you'll pay the bills, you'll pay your payroll. Um, if you're just an urgent care or primary care, just by being that, you're going to get people by default uh, come through your door. But if you want to be 
profitable, successful, and have a legitimate business, you're going to have to figure out, figure out what separates you in the marketplace. I'll give you an example to try and jog your brain a little bit. Um, we have three things uh, at our company that we all know what it is that separates us from every other digital marketing agency, I feel. And I know it sounds super simple when I say it, but it's sadly true. One, we do what we say we're going to do. I know that sounds crazy, but what is the thing that you do that other urgent cares are not doing? Okay, we do what we say we're going to do. Um, if you're paying us to do search engine optimization, we're actually going to do that work. Mm-hmm. More to come on that in other episodes. Um, we are fully transparent in our pricing, right? Yep. So we, we separate no out, for example, <laughs> ad spend from our management fee so that you know where your money is going within our agency, right? Uh, and that's a bigger deal than it needs to be. So are you being transparent with your pricing? Or are you being, uh, whatever's your unique, different, or, or better? And here's another one for us. We want to be a delight to do business with, right? So that that is something that separates us. We answer the phone. We smile when we answer the phone. We respond to emails, and we're proactive with problems. These are things that are important. Michael, I'm talking an awful lot, bro. So real quick, you are mentioning transparent pricing. So we actually had a discovery call the other day with a potential client, and we were going through and talking about pricing. We say, hey, we're flat rate pricing on these type of things. This is what we do. Here's our price. And she said, Okay, and she's like, right now, it's like, what about your hidden fees? What hidden fees you got in there? I chuckle. I said, I haven't thought about hidden fees in forever. <laughs> so I was like, uh, no. Nah. to think that way. Like, uh, that's what I just told you is what's happening. Like, when we send you a proposal, it's literally going to say what I just told you. Um, and like, the only exception to this rule is our the way we do our ad spend once it gets over a certain amount. We have to increase this here, but it's fully explained. There's actually nothing hidden in what we do. Heck, we even uh, making we even like what we build and what we do is really the client stuff. Like we don't even take ownership and things of that nature. Like we're very we say transparent. It's, it's really transparent. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny because in one of our package price, actually two of the three packages that we offer. Um, we provide a, a website at no additional charge. And, yeah. And, and, and that, they and, just can't wrap their head around that. And like, and, and we don't want to own it either. We could care less about owning that site. Yeah. I mean, we give it to If you decide we're not a good fit and you don't want to do business with us anymore, like your website goes wherever you want it to go. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> I, look, I'm, we're not trying to sell you on urgent care marketing pros today. What we're trying to do is say there are differentiators that you can identify within your business that you can speak on a regular basis that'll help people know you better and understand why they need your service past that immediate need. Um, Hey, listen, number four, you're difficult to do business with. Okay. There, we did an episode Michael, about (laughs) exceptional uh, patient experience. Yeah. And the first thing here is I want you to go back and listen to that episode because we will unpack um, all the reasons that you may be difficult to do business with oh, yeah. wrapped up looking like how to provide exceptional patient experience. I, I tell you, like, it's amazing. Well, think about this. When you first started your business, think about if you're if you've been in business for a couple of years, think about that first month. How difficult was it to get that patient from in the door to treated and out the door and paid? How smooth was that process? And think about how much you've maybe smoothed that over to make it better. Now you ask your now ask the question like is this as easy as possible for somebody to work with? Because the reality is what you're doing now was probably what you weren't doing a couple of years ago, and, and you're and you're trying to make it more efficient, right? Well, more efficient means you're also going to try to make it more 
of ease for that potential person to come in the door. Because if it's to the point where I walk, like, this is why I can't stand. Like in this day and age, everything's electronic, but I cannot stand when I walk into a doctor's office. Actually, the best one I got right now, uh, my, my wife had to go to a hospital recently and uh, I got a bill. What do I think out of the bill? Mm, I should go pay it online. Scanning the bill, scanning the bill. There's no online option. Like, ah, I'm just missing. Let me just Google their stuff. It's somewhere. Go on there. We don't offer online payment. You have to mail us a check. That's absurd. And I'm like, <laughs> what year are we in? And so I, I was like, whatever. I'll mail a check. So I mailed a check two weeks. This is a real story. Two weeks ago, I mailed a check. Check, check my bank, check my bank. And it never went through. Call the, the company. Now, I'll give her credit. I called, and within two rings, somebody answered. So, well, how can I help you? I was like, this is great. I was expecting lots of phone calls, like phone tree stuff. And, and I said, yeah, I gave you guys a payment two weeks ago. I haven't seen it gone through. I just want to make sure that you all receive it. So she asked for the account number stuff. She said, no, we haven't seen it yet. I said, well, do I, can I just pay you now? She said, no, mail's been real slow. It takes about two weeks. Like, my, I live in the same zip code as you guys. How's it taking? She said, yeah, it's just been slow. Just give it another week. And it'll go through. I'm like, okay. And literally that day, I got another piece of mail from them that I'm now 30 days late. I'm like, I mailed this. And it's, just, it's frustrating, right? And I'm already kind of like turned off. Like the billing process is so screwed up with them. I don't want to work with them again. Like I don't want to go in and have a, anything done by them. Just because of that, it's so frustrating. It's, it's funny to me too. All right, listen up, Urgent Cares. I know you're listening right now. Why don't y'all care about getting money? Make it easy. Well, it's, like, not, it's not even that. It's like you don't care. Well, no, the best, like, I just was sending them to collections. No, no, well, that's the best part. It's like some of these bills that we see, like this is this is, the bill that I got was from three months ago. Like I, the procedure was three months old. Like I get it. You guys are overwhelmed. There are coders you have to put in place to, to code all this stuff in for billing. But my goodness, three months, and I'm still getting like, – I got my first bill. It's kind of like you kind of forgot that even happened. Right. Anyway. <laughs> Oh man! Well, look. Here's the next one, and and honestly, this should be the easiest one on on our on our top ten list. And and that's just they don't know what to expect from you. If somebody calls, or even books online, if they book online, you can get an automated response saying you're going to need this, 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 and this. And uh, when you come in, you need to have a mask on, and it's going to take you know thirty minutes before you're going to see the doctor. Like they just don't even know what to expect from you, right? They pick up the phone and they call Michael. Hey, we are slammed today. We're going to be able to see you, but just hang tight. Don't come in until two o'clock. I know it's eleven right now. Don't come in till two, and then when, even when you get here at two, it's going to be two forty-five before you get to the back. But that's how we can see you today. They know what to expect. Um, so they do business, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, at least they know what to expect. Here's the deal. Michael, is McDonald's the best hamburger you've ever had? Nope. No, they're consistently mediocre. Sorry, McDonald's. But I know what I'm going to get every single time I go to any one of them. Well, so when I you open that box, yeah. you know what to expect. I know what I'm going to get. So that's what you want to become is very predictable and, and communicate what to expect. Do you have any additional thoughts on that? So I would go into saying, um, okay, right now with COVID, a lot of, a lot of any type of health-related clinics, they want you to wait in your car or something like that. Well, that process there is kind of dicey in terms of if I'm brand new, do I walk in? Do I do this? And if it's not clear, like a, a good example where you have to have something maybe posted on your door, you have a when they, somebody does an online thing, like you said, it, it sends an email or just pops a message. This is what to expect. Because um, the reality is, I, I'm totally fine to sit for an hour in my car knowing I'm in line. 
But I'm not cool sitting in my car for 20 minutes not knowing anything and just hoping I'm in line. Like just a simple, um, I think that we talked about this in one episode, the the beauty of Sonic with their screen that tells you your order's been processed, your order's being cooked, so-and-so's coming out for, with your order. And that 10-minute wait, it doesn't matter to me because I know I'm in line. Because I've had a situation where it said, so-and-so's bringing your order. And they never brought it, and I felt like, okay, they didn't bring it. They told me somebody was coming. It never happened, so I buzzed and said, hey, what happened? I'm sorry. You know, like, it, but it was kind of explained, right? It wasn't just sit there for 30 minutes just hoping something happens. So You know, the, at the beginning of last week, I guess it was last week. I don't know. It all runs together, but I had COVID, so um, I had to use an, I, I didn't have to. I chose to. I like doing business with urgent care, so I used one, uh, and I needed to get a rapid COVID test. And what's funny is, um, and I don't even mind saying their name because it's a good company. This was MedHelp. And um, when, I, when I reached out to them, and, and first of all, I filled out a form online, and they said, a nurse will call you. That's cool. And guess what? A nurse called me. How quick? Okay. I, I mean, it didn't matter. They called me. They did what they said they were going to do, right? I think it was like within probably 30 minutes. That's something awesome. like that. And when they called me, they, they actually, I, I lied to you just now. They texted me first. Hey, are you available to chat? That's even better. <laughs> so they sent me a text. Hey, are we catching you in enough time to where we can call you? We called. They said, hey, listen, you're going to get emails and disregard every one of the emails you're going to get. Do not come up here until we call you and tell you to come up here. Even though it tells you you have a time at this time, don't come up here until we tell you to, or you're just going to be sitting in that parking lot for two hours. And I'm like, they booked me into the calendar, but they also knew enough about their own business that they knew to tell me what to expect. You can come sit in this parking lot, but we're just telling you now, don't come until we call you. We'll call you. We'll give you plenty of time to drive here, but just don't come up here. It's not even going to be worth your time. I wish it's kind of like when you do Walmart pickup right. where you set a time for nine o'clock, but it will, it'll parents like your order's not ready yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They just tell you what to expect. All right, let's move on to the next one. You don't know your audience and what they want. Now, this you got to have some self-reflection on because we have to do this with a lot of clients or potential clients coming through the door. When we ask them, do you know who your target audience is? And they're like, everybody. Like, no, no, no. And there's a couple of simple things that we have people go through. One, pull your if you could have your perfect client, your perfect patient, who is that? Who is that perfect patient? And define that. And why is that your perfect patient? And then you start breaking it apart of what that perfect patient becomes, right? Where if you say, my perfect patient is a 28-year-old female with two kids and and a spouse, okay, let's talk about that. Why is that so important? And then also, what do they do typically and how can we communicate to them effectively? I love it. You know, it's funny uh, to to build on that just a hair. There was a, a radio host that I used to work with back in my radio days. And he said, Nick, just find out what the people are wanting and sell it to them. There you go. Right? Like, ask your patients questions. What can we do better? How can we serve you better? Is there things that we possibly provide that you just don't know we provide or, like, something that you want that we could provide? Um, figure out who your audience is and what they want and then sell it to them if it's in your wheelhouse or in your capacity or it makes sense. Don't be afraid to ask your employees. Like, oh, beautiful. Like, they're on the front line. Like, they see every day. They may see a problem in your system that you've completely blind to because you just haven't had a chance to look that close or see the feedback. Let your employees have more knowledge about a better patient experience or understanding who that patient is that they want to see more of. So don't be afraid to ask them. I even, like, so here at uh, with us, 
we have one-to-ones with employees, right? So, I, like, I help on the sales side, so I have one-to-ones with my salespeople. And I get to hear from them what they're seeing, where, yeah, we talk about something that they're doing or how we can make things better. But then I was like, well, look at us. Look at the company. What could we be doing better? And they have something that's worth offering. Then not the first time I ask them. If I ask them the first time, they don't tell me anything. They don't want to say anything. But then I get them trained and conditioned to saying, it's okay. If, if we're screwing up on something and not acknowledging it, bring it to our attention. That's please. right. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I mean, identifying your audience ought to be an ongoing thing. Um, it does change over time. Yeah, it does. I mean, I'll just tell you from my perspective, uh, I don't have a primary care doctor. And if you will become that for me as an urgent care, I will be your patient long term because yeah. I don't want to wait a month and a half to go meet an urgent or a primary care. Well, and I certainly don't want to go look at a, per, a nurse practitioner. Well, I think it looks at it this way too. So, and, and to, it's not what I meant. In today's world, like we like options, we like to make decisions. But the fact is, with an urgent care, I, if, if I'm trying to find a primary care, like I, I'm not in pain, I'm not sick, I just need to find a doctor that I can regularly go visit. Um, but I'm also like in this mode of I want things done now. Well, urgent care is like a really good spot for that because I can just go, go you know, go to that appointment and it's quick. It's within a day or two. And you know, like you're saying with normal primary uh, that are not walk-ins, you call them right now. Yeah, we'll get you in two months. Right. You're, we'll get you on the list. That's it. And that's I'm dealing with that right now. Yeah, and you're kind of like, well. What if I get there? I don't like you. <laughs> right. I don't like what you're having to say. Can I have like a pre-question going on? And and then it becomes just a rough situation. <laughs> That's right. No doubt about it. All right. So number seven, this is a hard pill to swallow, but it may actually be true about your urgent care. And that is people don't like you. <laughs> Sorry, and, people don't like you because they've had a poor experience or you have a poor reputation. Then you have to overcome that. So how do you find out they don't like you? are not uh, go back an episode, listen to reviews. Yeah. So reviews, people are 10 times more likely to give you a bad review than a good one because they, ha- they want to speak their mind and make a stake in that spot. So go look at your reviews. Is there a consistency among the reviews of something that's not right? All right, I like to throw a pro tip in there every once in a while, right? I did that for the first one. Here's another pro tip for you. Don't get defensive. Yeah. Okay? Ask yourself, I, I, this could have been a complete dumpster fire of a patient that came in there. But what a great opportunity to go, how could we have done this different? How could we have done this better? How can we change it for future patients? Yeah. And especially if you're getting one, two, three, four, five, 10, 15, 150, whatever negative reviews, you know, you have some opportunities there to to get better or to get defensive. Uh, I I love the saying, you can be right or you can be wealthy. (laughs) Exactly. So, yeah. uh, Now, so here's a quick example, like, if I went on to this company's site or did a Google review and said the care was great, but the billing process was terrible. And if I was one of many that said that, that should be an opportunity to, to review your billing process. If somebody said um, the process, like overall, like I was able to check in, everything was great, but I felt like I didn't know what to do after the doctor came in or if like there was a disconnect on communication Review that. Look at that. Break through that process. Like you may not be able to ever talk to this patient again, but you have an opportunity to talk and work through every bit. Because reality is, you we have what we call SOPs, right? You have standard operating procedures. Evaluate. One is it being followed? My goodness, following some of these procedures and processes is more difficult than we all think it should be. No doubt. And you have to retrain and retrain and tweak and retrain. 
And like, I know this is for a marketing podcast, but just on the operation side, it's something you have to just constantly, constantly, constant at. It just never stops sometimes. But reality is you want to get better all the time. Nothing is set in stone. Always be willing to adjust. Awesome. All right, number eight. There's they, a lack of integrity. Uh, well, and that kind of goes back to poor experience too, right? It does. This one's a little different to me and hits a little bit more home. Um, uh, I'll just reverse this, go a countdown from 10 to 1. It, yeah. It's just easier to type this way. But anyway, uh, a lack of integrity. Um, a lack of integrity looks a lot like that mechanic who gets under the hood of your car and because you don't know any better, as an automobile owner, all of a sudden, every air quotes again, everything is broken and everything has to be fixed and everything needs change outs or whatever. Same thing. And, and this is a real thing. This has happened to me in the past and other scenarios where, you know, you go to the doctor and you go in and all of a sudden they're prescribing you 30 different things to medicate one problem when you did like, that's an integrity issue, man. That's you just trying to pad your pockets for some for some prescriptions. Yeah, and, if and you, I'm gonna call you on it. If you got you know patients saying that they feel like I feel like they didn't listen to me, there's a third opportunity for the integrity issue, right? But talking about the mechanic stuff, we've had uh, I have a friend right now where she has a relatively new car, has like fifty eight thousand miles on it. She took it to the dealership to get one thing done to it, maybe an oil change. And they text her, hey, here's some recommended things. And it ended up being over $1,200 worth of recommended things. And she she, she knows I'm a carper. She hinted to me. She said, is this, should I do this? And I looked through it. I was like, no, none of this. This is just maybe, sure, why not? But no, none of this would be useful to you. You don't need to spend $1,000 on nothing. Uh, it may help, sort of, but not really. It's just a ghost same thing when you're running your urgent care. You're not there to upsell and cross-sell every patient that comes through the door. Like, you, you need to be on the side of the patient saying, this is what we believe is happening, this is what we're going to prescribe, and we're not going to take it any further until we get some whatever. So just be honest with your patients and be honest with what you're treating them with and be honest what you're trying to help them with. So I want to take just a minute because I told you so far about the positive experience that I had. Mm -hmm. And this is where the integrity issue came in a little bit for me. Now I don't think it was malicious, mm -hmm. but it still brought up some red flags when I told the doctor, Hey, I, I feel fine. I'm only getting a, a, a COVID test just to get back through the office. Like there's nothing physically wrong with me. You see that? Oh, yeah. I'm going to read it real quick. Uh, well, We're we going to run out of time. Here's, here's what you need. I'm going to go as fast as I can. 325 <laughs> milligrams of aspirin a day, if not already on blood thinner. Vitamin C, 2,000 milligrams twice a day. Zinc, 50 milligrams twice a day. Melatonin for bed. Extended release. Okay. Uh, vitamin D3, 10,000. Uh, mouthwash uh, mixed with hydrogen peroxide. Um, put it in a syringe, shoot it up my nose, and gargle it and spit it out. Do not swallow. It's in here, by the way. Pepsid, Pepsid, heartburn, okay? Probiotics, vitamin B, uh, singular mucinex, um, uh, hydration, obviously water. I get that. Uh, monitor my sugar, even though I'm not a diabetic. Flonase, one quart a day, or one Q a day. One quart a day. That's a lot. That's a lot of Flonase. Chug, um, chug. Quercetin, uh, 500 milligrams twice a day. Uh, curcumin, turmeric, whatever, 500. Nigel sativa, uh, 80 milligrams daily. And then honey, one gram. And then buy a pulse oximeter to evaluate my O2 levels and to stay above 92. Huh? 
<laughs> okay, that's what, bro, that was sent to me by the doctor. I told him, I don't feel bad at all. I just need to get a negative COVID test to go back to work. And that's what was, I, I don't know. Look, the, perce- the perception in me is either a stupid amount of over precaution mm-hmm. or an integrity issue. I don't know. Like, well, I don't know where to go it, with that. Because at that point, as a patient, it's, doctor, you, you weren't listening to yeah. me. Or you told me something and then something else happened. By the way, that's the non-prescription stuff. That's the list of non-prescription he told me I needed to do on a daily basis. This has nothing to do with the seven medications he prescribed to me. Seven. Yeah. And so, you know, we all can have our views on COVID, but the reality is there was, there's no need to overwhelm your patient because if, if you create confusion, you lose integrity every single time. Because sometimes people view confusion as malicious. And you have to be con. You really have to be con. Like when I'm in selling something, if I confuse somebody in a sales call, it's going to be an integrity question at that right. point. Even though I had no issues, like like I'm not trying to confuse you, but you got confused because I didn't explain correctly. They're going to dislike me, or they're going to dislike or distrust the process and the company because of it. Right. All right, we got two more. Let's knock them out. Number nine, they don't see your value. I'm gonna make this super simple. Okay. You have to show value to a client. It is more than just helping them feel well. It's checking up on them afterwards. Mm-hmm. It's making them feel seen, heard, listened to. Again, I don't feel bad, doc. I just need a negative test. If it's not negative, that's fine. It's positive, but I don't have any symptoms. Like, I don't feel anything wrong. Um, well, I, I mean, show the value by saying, hey, Nick, I know you don't feel well. Here's a list of what I recommend, but really you're probably just going to need these couple of things to just, you know, take the edge off until until you can produce a, a, a negative test. Just show your value. Yeah, and, and, and be consistent with it. Like every patient should be, like you should treat patients equally as much as you can and don't be, af- like, don't be afraid to talk and ask questions and get feedback and answer those feedback accordingly. Don't ignore people at all. Right. And then, of course, the last one, this is a big one. We talk about they don't know you. We talked about they don't like you. And, and then here's the grand poop all here. If you, if you don't pass this one, you're dead in the water, and that's they don't trust you. And it is very hard to regain trust out yeah, of people. That's the reason we put it last. Hopefully you haven't gotten to a place where you've, you've gotten to a place where, where your patients don't trust you, um, and you really have some introspection to do if people don't trust you. I would tell you personally um, – as an agency owner, as a business owner in general, if I if I started hearing word that people didn't trust us, don't trust them. Like yeah. uh, that's something that is on a very personal level. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I don't like you. That's not really personal. I don't know you. That's certainly not personal. But I don't trust you. You've done something wrong, and you've broken that trust. And like you're gonna be hard pressed to get me back as a client or a customer or a patient. Well, and even so, like you may even have it where people don't trust you you've never even talked to before because some perception has been created where you don't trust that brand. Yeah, that goes back to the reputation, right? Yep. Yeah, I, I'll tell you. I mean, even though I drive a Volkswagen now, this may be a bad example, but I drive mm-hmm. a Volkswagen a car. But you know, several years back, I, I bought a diesel, and. Uh, turns out they lied to the world about their diesels. Oh, uh, the were, they diesel were, gate. <laughs> yeah, they they changed the emissions and lied about the emissions so that it would get passed through emissions mm-hmm. and wound up doing damage to the environment. Well, I care about that. Like that's a big deal to me. 
Um, if they lied about about that, what else would they lie but, about? Yeah, but when they bought my car back at full price, I was like, oh, okay, I trust you again. Not but really. It cost, I'm just kidding. It, <laughs> they, it, they cost, them, it cost them a, a yeah, fortune. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it cost All them right. a fortune. Michael, anything on the trust, any on the 10 that you want to recap? Well, let me just run through the list last time just so you guys understand what we talked about because it was a pretty deep list. So, number one, they don't know you. Number two, they don't know why they need your your service past immediate need. Number three, they don't know what makes you unique, different, or better. Number four, you are difficult to do business with, the barrier of entry, or in my case, how to pay a bill. Barrier of payment. Or barrier leaving, yeah. Uh, They don't know what to expect. You don't know your audience and what they want. They don't like you. That could be poor experience, poor reputation. Now it gets worse. They sense a lack of integrity. They don't see your value, and they don't trust you. These are all key, key things. But if it gets down to they don't trust you, that is the hardest thing to overcome. Hey, write in. Uh, it's hello at urgentcaremarketingpros.com. Let us know if there's something that you want us to cover uh, on this podcast or if you know somebody that would be a great guest for us. We'd love to talk to them. Speaking of guests, we have one coming up that we're super excited yeah, about. She is VP of Marketing for a very large urgent care that's uh, almost 20 locations. And she actually found our podcast. So please go like and uh, follow our podcast Um Go give it a five-star, please. That'd be awesome. But she found it. She commented. We reached out, and now she's a guest. Sometimes it can be that easy. You could be the next one. You could. (laughs) All right. Hey, we're going to wrap it up. Hey, we really do wish you success. Take these top ten to heart of of reasons people won't do business with you and turn them into reasons why they will do business with you. And we will see you next week on Walk-Ins Welcome. See you, everybody.